hi again. I mean, these are weeks apart, but this is our now, th what, three, four week walk through uh, delving into uh, what honor is about, sort of debunking it, demythologizing it, and really getting to the core of it. And we've really tried to define it as holding value and expressing value for people it, it's it's a way of loving it's um, loving people of expressing love respect comes from our hearts comes from a noble place comes from a place of knowing who we are um in fact i, I think we've done a lot of teaching in hope church about our identity um and sometimes we've not been as strong at talking about what the consequences of identity uh, identity are what I mean by that is once we fully, once we fully, once we start to apprehend and comprehend who we are, it'll start to look like something uh, around us. We'll express ourselves in a certain way once we know who we are as powerful sons and daughters of the king. And one of the ways that it shows is the way we treat people. So as Danny Silk says all the time, we are, we honor because we're honorable because we know who we are and so this is a it's one of those areas of a bit of a litmus test of how well am i doing in terms of receiving my value and my affirmation and my knowledge of who i am from my heavenly father rather than how well i'm how much do i need the surroundings and the environment to tell me who i am and give me encouragement now we need our environment to do that. it's supposed to encourage one another but it, it, it can't become a dependency for me. I'm meant to be a contributor to it, um, to 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 honour, contributor to encouragement, contributor to love. And, and uh, as we said last time, really all the biblical injunction is actually to take responsibility for the environment we're in, for the body of Christ, to make it better. That, And as we take corporate responsibilities, we individually take responsibility for the health of the whole, to put healthy things in it, the whole thing will build itself up in love, as it says in Ephesians 4, and I think it's 16. So we didn't get quite through all the comments and questions that, that, that have been raised by this. Um, so I'm going to come on to uh, a couple more things today um i i'm i'm still uh i think it was last time just com confessing uh my own sense of at times pain in this journey and uh vulnerability in it so so i'm, I'm hoping that helped you um in the process that we are to be honest we are all we are all in if we want to improve um our environment and create something really really special here um so we just landed really on how in our environment do we give good feedback and how can we make it okay or how can we make it easier for people to feel it's been received and um, we talked a little bit about that actually in our implementation team in hope church we're looking at the whole process of giving feedback and you'll get to hear more of that in time but one of one of the key things to engage people that we're rolling out very already we've already had one and there are more to come in are the think tanks which you'll be invited to look out for them because they're healthy opportunities to give creative input to the health and prosperity of hope church um so the, the, here's, here's the third we did two questions here's the third question and 
some thoughts around it and, and I'll do some kind of uh, mopping up at the end uh, before we're done today and uh, hopefully shouldn't be too too long this one but uh, I have my notes we'll, we'll work through it and again I'm just going to try and take it steady because this is we need to be thoughtful about this it needs to sink in uh, and uh, like I said last time we're not going to get this for free out of our culture you know that our culture that we live in outside of church life is not going to teach us this we are going to have to work at changing our neural pathways we're going to have to work at changing the way we feel sometimes about other people about the church i mean i've had to change and work out how i feel about politicians because i'm told in scripture that i'm supposed to honor them and that you're not going to get that from scripture you have to retrain yourself with the help of the holy spirit to not speak ill of them and honor them and Teresa's still picking me up because there's times that i let slip this is a process guys we're all we're all in uh, but let's l at least join it and progress in it and not see it as an impossible task because the holy spirit is really willing us on he's urging us on in this so the question what does honor look like beyond complimenting each other and verbal encouragement what does honor look like beyond complimenting each other and verbal encouragement i think i've already touched on if we just see it as the verbal i think we could miss something but also i'm going to look at here it's really important we don't underestimate the power of what we say so fundamentally honor is rooted inside us it's an ability of heart it's a posture of heart it's a I am valuable to God, so I'm going to value you. It's uh, I see you as part of God's creation. He made you in his image. So when I interact with you, I'm interacting with God. I mean, Jesus even said when we, we give a cup of water to, to a beggar, we're giving it to him. Um, so, so not just people in the church, but people in the world are all made in his image. And there is a real sense when we speak to them, behave how we behave towards them we are behaving it towards jesus himself and that takes a bit of fixing our internal perspective but that's a godly perspective it's a heavenly perspective he made us all he made me he made you and and, and it's now on me to treat you in the light of that reality that he made you and that he gave himself for you and that he loved you warts and all um, so it's a internal rewire. It's an internal posture fundamentally, but that has to look like something. All right. You can't just be, oh, I'm an honorable person, but I'm going to slag him off and I'm never going to serve. And I'm, you know, that, no, that doesn't work. You can't say that you love God and not love your brother. That's, that's basic Christianity. Number one. Um, so let's just talk about words. So the question was, what does honor look like beyond complimenting each other and verbal encouragement? I think complimenting and encouragement is really important. We're actually urged to encourage one another. We're urged to consider how to stir one another up to love and good deeds. Words flow out, as we said, they flow out of a heart. And I just want to refer to a couple of scriptures, perhaps just to help us uh, help us here help us make progress so jesus said in matthew 12 34 that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so if i'm trashing people if i'm criticizing 
if I'm grumbling, if I'm complaining, if I'm spreading gossip, there's something going on inside me that needs sorted. If I'm encouraging, if I'm giving value to people, if I'm appreciating them, if I'm complimenting them, if I'm thinking how to build them up, there's something healthy going on inside of me and it flows from in to out. Um, and so the more the more godly we become, the more Jesus possesses us, the more the Holy Spirit flows through us, the more encouraging, the more faith-filled about people we're going to be, the more we're going to love them, the more we're going to serve them. Uh, and, and so that has to be right at the heart of this, is the abundance of the heart and the mouth speaks, which is why Nick and I talk quite a bit about the need to have a healed up heart, to, to not carry our pain with us. So that means that we... We do need to be able to forgive well and not carry bitterness. It means we have to be able to receive forgiveness, receive it from God and not not become repositories of, of bitterness. Because the Bible tells us in the Hebrews that actually a root of bitterness grows up to defile many. Uh, and so that wonderful grace that we receive from Jesus that his blood bought for us, his sacrifice, that bought us forgiveness and a clean slate and a clear conscience we need to be accessing that continuously that we get washed clean from any sense of bitterness and that we release that forgiveness to others that we we agree with the lord's prayer that that we forgive we forgive because we've been forgiven that's vital and then our words will line up and also the words we speak will have increased power and impact because they'll be coming with increased authenticity from our heart but i want to encourage you not just to wait till your heart's perfect before you say anything start to do the saying and your heart will follow as well as work with holy spirit and the heavenly father to see your heart in a healthy place just just want to put that there obedience is healing obedience is faith stepping out in this can change your life um so that's one scripture the other is james 3 just an extract really from a really powerful passage talking about the power of a tongue so also the tongue is a small member it's just he's just talked about how a rudder steers a ship but the tongue can steer your life and it says it it, it, it boasts of great things how great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire then the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. It goes on to say it shouldn't be this, but the, the tongue has the ability to set something on fire. And as I said last time, I related some of the painful journeys that friends of mine have been through, losing half their church and, and, and one losing a whole church. The tongues of people set a fire and burn the church down. It's that serious on the one hand, but you can flip it because Proverbs also tells us that that life and death is in the power of the tongue. You can build people up. We can encourage one another. You can build momentum, build faith, build optimism, build an environment of value by how we speak to one another. Um, it's a powerful, powerful thing, the words that we say, more than we really appreciate, I think. And obviously we want to go beyond just the simple, I think you're amazing. <laughs> That's a good start, but actually to get better at honouring requires a bit more thought and a bit more consideration of the person we're encouraging. So we're observing 
the strengths in their life. Uh, one of the habits we've done a lot in our various ministry teams is, is telling one another. We have moments where we tell one another what we appreciate and what we love about one another. Now, that could sound a bit glib, but it's it's actually a tool to help us retrain our neural pathways to keep thinking about the other person's good things and tell them about them, not just in the moment of the sort of the actual arranged moment where we do it. We need tools to help us rearrange our pathways and our habits. And that's one of the ones we do. Another one we would do is like we start lots of meetings with good news. It's to rearrange our neural pathways so we remember what God's doing and he's done. And actually, we've all discovered how easy that is to forget. We, we've got to create habits that are healthy. So find time, find a way that works for you to observe the strengths in the person and call them out, remind them, because we have the power to call people into their destiny, into the fullness of who they were made to be. Our words are that are that power, powerful and that strong. The second part of this answer is, of course, it's not just about words, it's about actions. You can give value to people by the way that you treat them and we talked last time a bit about the, the love languages, but you can serve someone and that gives them value. That's what Jesus did when he tied the towel around his waist and he, he knelt and he washed the disciples' feet. That wasn't a normal thing for a leader to do. He, he served them and showed them what value he had for them. You can, you can spend time with someone that gives them value. You can, you, you can, you can give them a hug for some people that's, Particularly after COVID, I think we're all hungry for a hug. You know, there's just not been enough of that physical proximity, uh, genuine brotherly and sisterly affection. And we really, really need it. Uh, we're, we're designed to need it. We're made for it. Um, uh, gifts, giving. I, I actually uh, just recently resigned from being on our trustees board. They sent me a gift. What a joy. Isn't that sweet? So there's lots of ways that we can communicate value not just words, but words are really, really powerful. And so there's room in this. So we're not creating some monoculture. It all has to be done like I do it, but everybody has to do it. And we have to do it with our words. We and find a way that works for us to spread positivity and faith and not, not criticism, grumbling and complaining. We need to have that out of our hearts and that more optimistic noble thing inside us because that's who we are and we find ways to serve and love and bless and, and honor through all those different streams and all those different opportunities and we'll all do it different but we'll know we're doing it because the people around us are getting stronger more encouraged and and, and functioning better so guys i really appreciate you doing this i think if you've got further questions this, this is probably going to provoke more thoughts you know, send them in to us because i i think we've got some traction on this topic and be good to, to to keep going as and when we can so let me know i'm just going to pray uh, and that, that that's us for today so father thanks thanks for your love for us thanks for your value for us and god i, I pray right now for each one of us we we would grow in that sense of who we are, that nobility of heart, how valued we are by you, and that we would be able to communicate that to those around us. We would communicate value to them. Some of them may never get it from you direct, 
without us communicating it to them. And I pray we do a great job of it right now in Jesus' name. Thanks, everybody. See you soon.